The second talk on Vayeschanan in uh, volume 14, the Rebbe addresses a, uh, a question on two of the fundamental mitzvot, commandments, contained in this, in this Torah portion, and connects it, or uses it, to, uh, to explain a hadran, a conclusion of the Shas, of the Talmud. It's as traditionally done, connecting the ending of the Talmud with the beginning, because everything, the end is always connected to the beginning, and from conclusion, concluding the Talmud, we go immediately to beginning it again. There are two primary commandments that are discussed in Vayeschanan, the obligation to read the Shema and the obligation to study Torah. Now, even though both of them are written in the same verse, the Vishinantam Levanecha Vidibarta Bam, you shall teach them to your children and talk about them. When you're sitting in your homes, when you go on the way, when you lie down, when you get up. Yet, and the ruling is in fact that if one has read the Shema in the morning and the evening, they have fulfilled the obligation of studying Torah day and night. But there's still a big difference between the two. The obligation to read the Shema is twice a day. When you lie down and when you get up. In other words, in the morning and in the evening. And each one is a separate mitzvah. Each one you make a separate blessing on. Whereas uh, the, the mitzvah, the obligation of studying Torah, isn't divided into separate obligations at different times. Rather, it's one obligation that's constantly uh, continuous. We're always obligated when we're able to, to study Torah, right? Anytime, day or night. And that's why the tradition is that we say the blessing over the study of Torah once a day, every morning. Every morning begins a new day, but you don't say it even if you stop studying Torah and then begin studying again, because it's all considered part of one, fulfilling one obligation, the obligation of, of studying Torah. The Rebbe asked, theoretically, it should be the other way around. Shema, it's, it's, sorry, Torah study is about understanding, it's about comprehension, right? And we're obligated to understand what we what we learn, so much so that in the oral in the oral tradition in Torah Shabbat Peh, if a person doesn't understand what they're what they're studying, what they're reading, they aren't even fulfilling the obligation of Torah study. If if that's the case, since it has to do with our understanding, our understanding grows and contracts and changes from time to time as we're able to focus in different ways. It would seemingly make more sense for it to be divided between day and night, to be divided between different times, especially since you find references in the Talmud that talk about the day's Torah study and the night's Torah study as different. There's times that you're sharper, there's times that you're clearer, and so on. It would make sense that it's, that there's different times for Torah study that each time will have its own, own obligation. The mitzvah, the obligation of reading the Shema, on the other hand, has to do with accepting God as our king accepting the yoke of heaven and the idea of mysterious nefesh of self-sacrifice that's a constant reminder that's not something that changes over time that's absolute that's there always at all times we always accept god as god's kingship and god's oneness so why does that divided between different times that as if the obligation changes says the rabbi you could explain this he actually gives three different answers Answer number one, he says a person's life is divided into days because each day is a separate thing and each day is made up of day and night. Why? Because that actually hints to the purpose of mankind in this world. The purpose of a human being is to make a dwelling place for God in the lower realms, in the physical world. That means not that through our spiritual service we should negate the existence of the world, but on the contrary, that the world itself, as it appears to be a separate entity, should become a dwelling 
dwelling place should become expressive of its divine reality, of, of, of the godliness that's contained within it. That within the feeling, with the existence itself, we should recognize the truth of God's existence. That's hinted at in Vayi'era, Vayi'vaykir, it was evening, it was morning one day. In other words, the purpose of what we're here in this world to do is to take the times of evening of darkness and the times of morning of light. Take the spiritual and the physical. Take the times of, of, of revelation and the times of concealment and make of all of them Yayim Echad one day, a day that reveals the oneness of God as our sages tell us the word Echad is made up of three letters. The Aleph represents the one God. Ches is eight. That's the seven heavens and the earth. Dalid is the four directions of the within the world. And all of those are all expressive of the oneness of the unity of Hashem's existence. Even the night, even the darkness is also connected to the true existence of day. And that's exactly what Shema is about. Shema Yisrael Hashem Echad. We're revealing, we're making God king over heaven and earth, over all directions of the world. In other words, we're revealing the oneness of God within creation. Now the whole point of that is to reveal the oneness of God's creation, not only in times of day, in times of revelation, but also in times of night, in times of darkness. So that's why it's divided between the day and the night. Both of them have to be included in the Shema, in the, in the, in the, in the coronation of God as our King. Where, as opposed to Torah study, Torah isn't incorporated within the world in the first place. It's expressed in physical things, but it remains divine wisdom that's above and beyond the world. And therefore, it's not affected by the changes of the world. It's not able to be, to be hidden by, con by concealments contained in the world. So the obligation to study Torah isn't defined by different times. There's no day and night in the first place to define the, the, the obligation as being both in this and in that. That's one explanation. Another explanation based on the same premise, the Rebbe says since the point of Shema is to reveal God's oneness within the world, that means not only to reveal that the world is really nullified before God, but actually to achieve that. To create that, that subjugation of the physical to its spiritual source, to its divine source, and to make God king, as it were. And if that's something that we need to do, that means that it's something that's constantly growing. Today we do it to one extent and then we're able to keep on growing and reach in a higher level and reach higher and higher, which means that that which right now is day, that which right now represents the revelation that we've achieved this to the fullest extent, becomes then night, becomes a concealment, becomes a hiddenness as compared to what we're able to achieve in the next moment, what we're able to achieve in the next step, in the next level of our service. So since it has to do with what we're accomplishing in the world, there's a constant growth need to, needed to go from day to night, meaning recognizing that that then is a night, is a concealment, and today again to revealing an even higher level. As opposed to in Torah study, since it's not about affecting a nullification, a subject a bitl within the world, but rather the world is essentially nullified to God and it's just revealing that, ex that reality that existed all along, so therefore day and night doesn't apply. And then the Rebbe gives a third inter interpretation, again based on the same premise, but then relating it to the person. Since the idea of Shema is what we need to do, the person's service of of nullify, of, of, of transforming, of affecting within the world, this sense of subjugation to its true divine source, 
For a person, there's different times. For a person, there's times of revelation, times that things are going well, that, 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 that everything is light, that everything is day, and there's times of concealment, time, times of darkness. And the intent is not to be impressed by those changes, by those challenges, but to do what we need to do to make the world cognizant of its spiritual, of its divine source, whether it's time of, of revelation, of day, or it's a time of darkness, of night. So therefore, we have to emphasize that we have to read the Shema even by night. As opposed to Torah study, Torah study isn't so much about the person. Torah is divine wisdom. We're just tapping into it. We're connecting to it. So therefore, the changes of day and night aren't as relevant. But even in that, the Rebbe says, there's something interesting. How are we able to ensure that we're able to achieve the purpose of Shema, to make God king even at a time of night? That actually comes from the Torah aspect within the Shema. In other words, although there is a, a mitzvah, a commandment to read the Shema both day and night, but the Shema that we're reading is from the Torah, is part of the Torah. In other words, it has in it an element of that unchanging, absolute divine revelation that's always present. And it's because that exists that we're then able to do our service to actually achieve that connection, even in times of darkness for us, even in times of challenge for us. According to this, the Rebbe says you could explain the connection between the beginning of the Talmud and the end. The Talmud begins with a Mishnah about reading Shema in the evening, the time for reading Shema in the evening. From when can you read the Shema at night? It ends with a statement, Tana Eliyo, that the Yeshiva of Eliyo, Elijah the Prophet, taught, anybody who studies Halacha, the laws of the Torah every day, is promised that he's a Ben Elam Haba, that he will inherit the world to come, as it's the ways of the world are his. Don't read it as halichais, but rather as halachais. Now, what's the connection between the beginning and the end? The beginning talking about Shema and the end talking about the, 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 the uh, study of Torah, the study of the of halachas, of the laws of Torah every day. According to this, it makes sense. The obligation to read the Shema at night. In other words, the ability to be able to bring the oneness of God that's expressed in the Shema, even to times of night, to times of darkness, to times of challenge, is through the Torah, through the idea of Shona halachas b'chol of studying Torah every day. In other words, that unchanging nature of the divine revelation that's contained within Torah. And that's expressed specifically in halachas, in the laws of the Torah, because the true aspect of Torah that's beyond change is primarily seen in the area of law. When it comes to discussion, to the understanding, to the back and forth and debate within Torah, then each person is understanding it in their way, and it's not it's not clear cut. There's room for debate, and each person, each each one, and the, each one has their perspective, their understanding. But halacha, the law, that's one final conclusion that's equal for everybody, and that's where it's expressed, especially this absolute oneness that's contained within Torah, that's able, therefore, to achieve that even the shema our work in bringing godliness into the world can also be done not only by day, not only in times of light, of revelation, but also in times of darkness, also by night. The Rebbe then goes on to connect this to the debate in the, Torah, in the Talmud just previous to the conclusion that talks about the different types of, 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 of uh, negativity, different types of, of, uh, of, of uh, bleeding that leads to, to uh, Tuma and Mida and Aziva, the natural re- connection that we have, each one of us, to negativity 
negativity within the world, and then the getting rid of the, the, the connection to negativity that we've brought upon ourselves that goes even beyond our natural predilection to it, relates this also to the same idea, the changing nature of good and bad, of, of darkness, of, of, of revelation and concealment, and the ability of Torah to overcome both of them, to, to break through all of, all, all of those different changes, all of those different times.